In this episode, we argue about how to play and score an out-of-bounds golf shot. Why? Because most weekend golfers play it wrong. And I have my own dad rules for playing out-of-bounds anyways. You're listening to the Birdie Dad Podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Hey, hey, we're your favorite podcast for dads, and I think we're still growing. I I don't th- I haven't been recognized on the street yet. Have you guys been caught out on the street and anyone's like, hey, it's you guys? Does that happen? <laughs> Not for this podcast, but yeah, I've been <laughs> no. recognized on the street every once in a while, but uh, oh, for, 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 you know, probably... <laughs> not for this though not for this no not yet not yet i don't think we're there yet close i'm not for me other than just uh get out of my way on the way to the grocery store guy you know that sort of thing i don't know i, I do have to ask a question joe jared like i don't know if we'll ever get recognized if we don't have any kind of video or anything like how are I we know. gonna you know if people just know our voices maybe when we talk like when we get in social situations again and we can talk people will be like oh yeah they're I recognize that voice. Well, Brian, they have your swing. They can they'll ah. see you on the course. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the identifying mark. There we they go. They got your swing. I'll be the dad wearing the tiara singing Disney princess songs. <laughs> so what's new in dad lives? Give me your biggest challenge you guys have right now with being dads. Uh, for me, it's going back to school. We, uh, my, my second grader, first grader, sorry, um, went full in this week. So adjusting to the schedule. Um, I was kind of letting them stay up a little bit when we were doing pod and home homeschooling stuff. And now it's, you know, got to be there at eight. So get up at six fifty, and, uh, that's hit us kind of hard this week. So we've been dealing with a little emotion, a little crying, a little tears early on in the evening. And you know, the usual stuff went back to school. Going back to school is the hardest thing. That's crazy to say that right now. Yeah. It feels weird kind of doing this program in like, you know, almost February, but, uh, we're figuring it out. That's for sure. How many, how many first days back have your, has your daughter had? Yeah. Like, it's like the yeah. third first day back or fourth, fourth, first day. Third back. this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably third fourth overall. first day of school this year. Yeah. We'll see. I'm probably going to be five or six more before the end of the year. Quote unquote, end of year. Brian, your biggest dad challenge right now. I think it's two things. One is not because they're going back to school, but just because they're um, in a whiny stage, but both my boys are man, their initial go-to reaction is to cry or to whine. And I just, it's like chalk or like nails on a chalkboard. I mean, it just just gets to you every time it happens. Give me something like recently, because I I could give you a bunch that causes crying. Asking them to brush their teeth, um, telling them they have to put on their pajamas before they brush their teeth. So it's kind of like anything just kind of sets them off. If it's not their idea or you're kind of asking them to do something, I guess that's, I don't know. Just not their idea. That's it. Like it's, if it's not their idea, they're crying. So they're, mm. it, it's just a struggle. Yeah. Tonight it was the pillows were not set up right. Mm. Um, cause we were playing on the couch and it was a, a castle. It was Elsa's castle mm. and yeah. the pillows weren't right. It was, mel- it was just crying Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get the pillows right. I'd say, I'd say the second thing they're struggling with with our five, almost five-year-old now, um, is volume of voice inside cause it's winter. So we're staying, we're staying inside a little bit more. But it's just, he screamed like his, it's like uh, Will Ferrell in Anchorman when he doesn't know what to do with his hands and his hands just keep creeping up in the screen, you know, and just, you know, like, you know, just keeps creeping up. And he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's, it's kind of like that with his voice control. He's just like, I don't know what to do with my voice. And so he just screams everywhere. So I think those are the two things that are kind of 
I wouldn't say it's like a, a dad struggle. It's more of just a struggle with little kids, but um, it's it, it's hard to, the struggle for being a dad is how to teach them those little things of not to cry when you don't get your way and how to keep your voice at a reasonable volume when you're around other people. You remind me this week uh, on Instagram, I was going to have a little comment back and forth with someone and, and I described that uh, going to the grocery store for me is like Jumanji every time. It, I feel like <laughs> it is just, you know, you just never know. And she called me out and she said, why don't you just pay the $5.99 Instacart fee? Yes. I don't know. She clearly doesn't listen. <laughs> She's not yeah. a listener. <laughs> I'm not Jared paying just can't that five ninety. No, she doesn't know us. Obviously, she doesn't listen. So if you're listening now, I'm going to tell her go listen to the show. You'll understand why I'm not paying the five ninety nine. But Jared, you walk into me- the store with like you know ten reusable bags, so you don't get charged the five cents for the uh, the, the paper bag. Oh, do you have yes, that in California? Yes, yeah. yes we yeah, do. Walk we in do. For like with 10, 10 reusable bags. I was so mad. You know, they took that away right now because you can't bring in, they can't touch your bags. Oh, so okay. I'm back to having to buy bags. And uh, yeah, I, I always that, 10, that's tough 10 for minutes. you. It's like an extra 20 cents, Jared. I mean, well, and if quarter, I bring in 10, I mean, oh, the best is if I bring in 10 and then it's like 11 bags worth of groceries. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you're, I don't you're need fitting. that extra bag. <laughs> you're carrying it out. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I can I can hang on to it. I'll be I, back I in a minute, that. folks. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. But you know, it reminds me. I went to the store and I had my daughter with me and give my wife a break. This is totally too true story. And I I didn't have a bag, so I made my daughter carry something out. And the looks I got, it was they were looking at me like, "What are you doing?" And but the truth is, she actually really enjoyed carrying stuff, but it, it definitely looked like I didn't want to buy the bag. <laughs> you got to start them early, you know, doing chores, Jared. I mean, I think that's considered a chore. If someone's giving you crap for that, they're they're in the wrong place, I think. No, yeah. she really wanted to carry it out because we were. It was actually the pet store, and she got to pick out the toy for our dog. So she yeah. was like really adamant, like let me hold it. Oh. Uh, well, but Brian, think, what I was saying is like we had the same struggle with the inside voice in the store because mm-hmm. it's, it's like screaming or singing, scream singing, whatever you would call that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, it's it's a challenge. I mean, they don't know etiquette yet. They don't know that it's annoying to other people, so they're just they're rolling with it. And they're they're going. They're they're letting themselves loose. You know, they are who they are. So I don't know, but yep. it's. I, for me, the struggle is is definitely teaching them those moments because you know it, you've been around it. You know, you're an adult that is is trying to explain to a kid that you know this is why, and then you don't have a good explanation on why. <laughs> it's like, why should I keep my voice down? I don't know, just because it's annoying. <laughs> Come on, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's a hard. How about you, Jared? What's what's your struggle right now? I told it's the same. It's the crying. You know, the two year old crying. That I, I agree with you. We're right there. Or my struggle is how many times I get to watch Frozen during lockdown. Mm. I could I could bust out any part of Frozen right now. You just we could do a little quiz, a little Disney princess quiz. I'd ace it. Oh, funny. My, my boys got into it. I don't know what it is about that movie, but it is just like captivating to kids under the age of seven, I think. And, um, I don't think I've seen the movie, um, end to end. I've seen the whole movie 
piece together, but it's been like different parts every time. Like I get up and leave and try to do something, but I, I think it's been on enough to where I, I've seen the whole movie. I've seen all the parts. I've just never seen them back to back, like in the right order, um, ready to go. How about you, Jared? Have you, have you, have you sat down from start to finish on, on yes. Frozen? Yes. yes. One and two. I've seen Frozen one and Frozen two all the way through. Marathon? And- did you do marathon back to back? Ooh, no, we did not. But wow. I did watch, and I also watched Beauty and the Beast the other day. That was that was a good classic. I haven't seen that in a long time. Here's a trick. Um, when I don't know, maybe in about six months when she can kind of sit down a little bit longer, um, maybe a year from now um, for you. But um, start them on the Star Wars uh, series because it, it has no blood. Like the um, original Star Wars, they have, there's no blood except for maybe a couple scenes here and there. Um, but pretty much it's just like, you know, fantasy, like, you know, lasers and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it's, it's really not that violent, but, um, my five-year-old got into it and that's something I will, I will sit down and I will just get lost in for a while. <laughs> just watching yeah, sure. that with him. So, yeah. So let's get on the course, talk a little kids and golf. Okay. You're on the ki- the course with your kids. What are you teaching your seven or nine-year-old about golf rules? Trevor, this is really right up your alley. You know, we learned recently you work out from the green. So what rules are you starting with with your kids? Where did you begin? I mean, how much of the golf rules are you going into with them? I mean, I didn't really want to overwhelm them. I think when I finally we got into like the PGA Junior League and things and there was some sort of competition, even though it was kind of a friendly scramble, um, I think realizing like when you mark your ball, you know, trying not to walk through your your partner's or your competitor's line, that sort of thing. I kind of started with that stuff on the green, really, and then kind of work from there, you know, see what they're doing um, in terms of in the fairways, you know, making sure that they're um, not going in front of their, the, the person that's behind them, that sort of thing, that etiquette. And then also the biggest thing was the tee box, really, to be honest. They always want to tee it up in front of those tee markers. And so I love that. I do that too. Yeah. And Jared does that too all the time. Um, so yeah, just trying to like, you know, you don't want to disrupt them or make them nervous or, you know, destroy their confidence. But you know, after they hit it, I'd say, okay, just so you know, next time, maybe you should kind of move it back there. That's part of the rule, but you don't want to throw the whole book at them on the first day. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a three or four year process before you're teaching them most of the common etiquette rules. How are you guys with your confidence on rules? Hmm. Good question. I'm, I'm good with my rules. That's what I <laughs> the dad no. rules. We'll yeah, no. the dad it's, rules. Well, there's the dad. I guess it's the dad golf rules, um, or the or the weekend golfer rules. Um, I guess is, is what I'm comfortable with. So I'd say like the the full golf rule book. I'm about ten percent confident in ten percent. Oh, they're gonna say a ten. A ten out of 10. Oh man, no. I, I would say my index for rules is probably at uh, you know. A seventeen right now, I'd say, on the okay. on my index, you know, for rules knowledge, I'd put. So in I there. went to I went to USGA and I did one of the little quizzes to see some questions. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> All right, a player's ball lies off but near the putting green. The player is allowed relief from temporary water that exists on the putting green if it is in their line of play. True or false? Are you allowed? relief from temporary water temporary brian you want to go with this one and do i get another <laughs> one to answer later or do i have to true or false uh, i'd say true i'm gonna say i'm gonna say oh, this is hard because 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like PGA tournaments, what they would do and all that kind of stuff. And they would just stop. They would, they would like pause the tournament, right? If they're standing water on the greens. <laughs> they would so yeah. like, I don't, Off know, camera. I don't know if I've ever seen it. So true. Yeah. I'll go true. Trevor. The answer's false. Uh, mm. Yeah. Okay. The answer's false. We have to so look that one up So does it change to true if you're on the green then, I wonder, versus off the green? Does, Good question. Does it give it an explanation as to what, why it's false? I'd have to go back into the rule book and really dive in. But that, that was one of those that, that tricked me. I, I would have said true as well. I thought you got relief from the temporary water, but it said no. Hmm. So you're a good question if you're off the green or versus on. So, so you just got to power the key through, there is, rooster yeah. tail it through the water, you know, <laughs> hydroplane it into the hill. Chip it. Can yeah. Just do a little fill chip. Yeah, yep. I guess I guess the, the key there is temporary, right? So if there, since it's right. temporary, you can't move it. That's like the same thing with, um, what is it? I thought it was with like sticks and all that kind of stuff and everything like that. Anything that can be movable, if your ball's on it, you can't, or it's going to change. You're like, I don't know, man. See, I don't even know. I don't even know these right. rules, man. We I'm need to get into my way through this and make it up. I have no idea. Well, that's why the dad rules come in. That's the dad move. Yeah. Just all right. So I think one of the most misunderstood, I mean, that's a tough rule. We're not, we're not going to encounter that. The dad rule, I'd move it. I'd just move it. I'd be like, no, I'm not hitting that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I'd tell, I mean, terrible. I'd tell my kid that. I'd be like, oh, you don't hit through that. you move it. So one of the most misunderstood areas, I think, is lost balls, unplayable balls, and out of bounds. I asked you guys before we started recording about out of bounds, Trevor, you said, what did you say when I asked about out of bounds? I, I don't know. I've never been out of bounds. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a so you tee it up. Your ball goes out of bounds. What are your options now? Maybe, maybe not. We'll say that. You hit the ball. It's got the big banana slice. Maybe it's out. Maybe it's in. What options do you have? Let, let's go for the rules. Walk me through it. I've always well, been told that it's, it's dependent on the color of the stake on where you went out of bounds. So white, red. And I, I guess there's yellow. I don't really know what yellow means. So maybe Jared, that's, that's something we can we can research and come back with. But it's a let's, it's a white stake, and maybe it went out, maybe it didn't. Okay. Then then you have to retee. Okay. Yeah. So you hit a provisional. <clears throat> this is my understanding. If you if you're uncertain, uh, and then you know you have three minutes to fill out. If you don't identify your ball, then you play the provisional that you hit. That's assuming inbounds. If you hit another one out of bounds, then you keep reteeing. That's that's my thought. Right. So you got to hit your provisional and you actually are supposed to announce it's a provisional. Right. And right? announce your ball. See, tell you, tell your competitors or opponents who, which, which ball it is and what the first one was, that sort of thing. Right. And you do get three minutes. You're right. It used to be what, five and now it's been cut down to three. Yep. Pace of play. And I think this is where a lot of guys go wrong. If your banana slice is so bad, and you know it's out of bounds. You, you know, I, you guys play with me. <laughs> happens all the time. You know that thing. And Trevor, on your home course, you told me last time, oh, that's OB. And I'm like, I'll find it. <laughs> so a lot of guys go wrong here by the rules. You need to play another ball right away. You can't go up. And there, there's really no, like, I'm going to look for it. And that, that's the dad rule part. Oh, I'll find it. But yeah. to tee it up right away. So... Sorry, I got to interject here. I, I think I read it at some point, though. There's the possibility for local rules. And again, this is my 10% knowledge of the rules. Right. There, there's possibility there is local pace rules. of play. Like if you guys are on like a busy Saturday, everybody's stacked up. Um, instead of hitting ball after ball, what they want you to do, and they provide this in the rules, is that you can go where your ball went out of bounds, put it in the middle of the fairway, 
at that point. So go, um, horizontal, I guess, to the hole. And then, um, and then it's a two stroke penalty instead of a, a one stroke penalty. So they're basically saying, just pick it up, pick up the pace, keep the pace going, take a two stroke penalty, but you can hit it from the fairway. If you're going to take that two strokes. See, I think this is where a lot of guys go wrong. I mean, yeah. I've been in this, this place a lot and <laughs> the stroke penalty too. Okay. Let's go back. You hit the provisional. So you hit your first one, it's out of bounds. You've hit your provisional. Okay, your second one, let's say it's in the fairway. What stroke are you hitting when you do, we go up there, you find out, okay, first one's gone. We knew it, it's gone. Second one's lying in the fairway. That was my provisional. What stroke am I hitting right there? From the fairway on your provisional? Yeah, you're yes. hitting four. Yeah. You're hitting line, line three hitting four. Yeah. Okay, walk that through for our, our guys that are just, you know, gonna teach your kids. Okay, so. Okay, so yeah, you, you lose the first one, way OB. So that's your first hit off that's the tee, one. right? And then to right. bring it back is two. So you're theoretically bringing that ball back, reloading. That's that's your second, and then you're hitting that next shot, which is third from that second. Mm-hmm. The second ball is your third shot, and then as it lies from there, assuming that's in bounds, it's a it's a fourth, a fourth stroke, fourth stroke right there. Yeah. No wonder I'm shooting an 82 because <laughs> 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 maybe I'm counting that as hitting three off the fairway. It, I want to bring, I think this is because when I play with a lot of guys, they'll ask like, what am I hitting right here? A lot of guys don't know. And they, they may miss hit that. Now, Brian, you're right. There's local rules for pace of play because maybe your shot almost stayed in. And the way I understand it, you can go up there and look around. You don't find it or you do find it OB. Yeah. You can drop and play from there. And you're still, that's your fourth shot now going for the green. Yeah, the, the way I read it, um, and this was an article by somebody, it wasn't in the actual rule book, but that it was um, designed to be, you'd then be, let me see, is that four, two? Let's count that out. So it'd be one out of bounds, uh, one to drop, and then the two-stroke penalty. No, one out of bounds, <laughs> two-stroke penalty, two, three, and then you're hitting four. Yeah, so I guess you're it'd be the same, same same result, right? So yeah, it's it, just it, the it's pace just of play less, to pick less it up. Time. Yeah. So. Yeah. If, and you got the three minutes. Now let's go to the provisional because this is another spot guys could get in trouble. I don't find it. I drop or I, I can't find it, excuse me. And then I go up, find the provisional, hit the provisional. Then I find my first ball and whoop, there it is. What's the play there? Um, so you find your first one in bounds as you walk I up. found the first one after I've hit the provisional. And this is a trick because a lot of guys don't know this answer. This is a trick. Happens a lot. Yeah, if you've done your three minutes and you're looking, you've looked for three minutes, you failed to find it originally, and then you hit your provisional and address that to play, then I think you have to stick with your provisional ball. But I'm not certain on that. I'm pretty sure, again, pretty 10% sure. Pretty sure. Pretty 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 10% sure that uh, as soon as you hit the ball, that's the one you hit. Okay. This is so good. We're, we're, We're a golf podcast and we're struggling here. We're failing, yeah. We're failing because we're not pros. The The answer really, you can hit the provisional, but if you find the second one and the second one, your original, excuse me, you find your original and your original is still closer, you can play that. The but, original is still closer than your provisional to the hole. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's the way the rules read. Now, if you hit your provisional and your provisional is closer, and let's say you're playing in a foursome and the other card goes, hey, I got your ball. Come on back. You can't go back and hit it. You've hit the provisional closer to the hole. That is now your, you take all your appropriate penalties and you keep moving. Interesting. Now, yeah. For me, dad rules are, 
I hit that ball OB, I think I have two options. One is the uh, the stop, drop it, find it, kind of like the old pop, <laughs> drop it, lock it by my, my friend Huey. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Schmales, roll it down your, or uh, was it Rodney Dangerfield? Roll it down yes, his um, yes. pants sleeve. The, pan, yeah. the pant drop. I yeah. do the pant drop. And, oh, there it is. And it's the, <laughs> I thought you were playing tap. Now I'm playing Nike. That's it. Yeah. And that's a dad rule, number one. Or number two, I, I did what Brian said. I drop it out in the fairway and I played it as it lies and I'm moving on because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hit OB again. Yeah, I think I've, I've played in a few kind of guys weekend trips where there's 16 people and you just kind of um, assume or I guess make an agreement that you play it as a lateral hazard, everything. There's no OB basically. So keep pace of play and everyone's scores are consistent so that they don't do the math. So basically everyone's shooting probably, you know, five or six strokes better than they normally would, but as long as it's consistent through the group. But I played it that way, you know, play it as a lateral hazard. So you hit your OB, get up to it, can't find it. Um, drop it kind of as it goes out, assuming lateral hazard, take your stroke, and then you're hitting three from there. So as long as the whole group does it, you know, it's kind of like a semi-local rule, but um, I've played it that way as well. But I know that's not the official way to play. I would agree. I, th- I think that's what we do. Just keep it rolling. Keep yourself moving and not make yourself feel too bad. I mean, that's the, simple you game. Know, we just heard that podcast this week, right? You know, how to get kids into golf, make them feel like they're... Make it fun. Yeah, having fun. So that's what we get like to fun. do on the weekends. It's a simple game. Yeah, the don't rules jam are the not rules down our throats, yeah. Jared. Come on. I know. <laughs> and make I it tricked fun you guys. Right. I tricked you guys. That's why there are dad rules. We can play however we want. Sucking play with all the fun out of the game, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, so next week we have another great interview coming up. We have Will Davenport, who is a caddy at the Masters, and he is going to join us. Super fun time. I'm looking forward to talking with Will. And he's also, he's a mid-M. He's a pro. He got a little break to to caddy for the Mm -hmm. Masters, so that's going to be a good talk. And like you said, this week was Steven, and he he showed us how to make golf fun for kids. He did. I was, uh, I've taken a couple pointers um, and trying to work on that with with the boys, taking them, taking the club out of their hand, the, you know, the the seven iron that we got, but, uh, and putting the putter in their hand. I think um, getting them used to putting is, is what I'm going to start with. See how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys understand the Operation 36 Stephen was talking about? Did you guys understand that program at all when he was describing I didn't, it? I didn't really. I don't know much about Operation 36. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they do it a little, with the juniors at our club and then also PGA Junior League. And it's 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 brilliant, actually. So like he was saying, start from you know the the green, move out. And they so they start them at 25 yards out. So that's usually right off the green. And you've got basically nine holes, so each hole is a par four. And so you have basically four strokes to get it in the hole or an average of four for those nine holes. So if you can play every hole of nine or nine, every hole for nine holes and average four strokes per hole to make 36, then you get to move back 25 yards for your next round. Hmm. So then you, then you play from there and you try to get 36 uh, from those nine from 50 yards and then you go back 75 and 100 and so that's the goal is try to get as far back as you can um, as quick as you can and so that's that's kind of that new program he was talking about it's pretty interesting a lot of kids do it at our our club and they seem to love it so uh, I, for other listeners out there you know you don't have to you know be in a, a league or whatever to do it but just, just start with that and your kids i think steven hit it right on the head just starting closer to the hole is always easier and it's always more fun that's awesome. So you're looking for a 36 and then you move back. 
Yep. If you get 36 or better, then you move back 25 yards and start it all over again. So can you guys, can you guys imagine if we had to do that? We had to play golf that way where it was like, you show up to the course and it's not all whites versus blues. It's like, no, what's your 36, uh, shots like distance. (laughs) What is it? Oh, you're up at the hundred. Okay. We'll see you guys later. (laughs) That's a new golf index. We'll, we'll establish with people. What are you shooting from? Oh, you're 300. Okay. Back there. I'm, I'm hitting from a hundred. Yeah. That's what our, um, our pro that kind of uh, focuses on juniors, he'll, he'll, he'll prescribe a personal par to every kid or, you know, adult and basically say, based on your skill level, you know, you should be playing from a hundred yards out and, you know, over six holes, um, or, you know, nine holes or whatever, this is your personal par. So he basically tells them where to play from and what they should be shooting. And if they try to make it that day, if they do, then he moves them up next time. So that's, you know, he does that for everybody basically. All right. Check it out. Operation 36. I think it's a, a brilliant idea for kids. Take your kids, shorten the course, make it more fun. Kind of what Stephen was talking about. And pay attention to the dad rules, not the original rules if you want to have fun with your kids. Unless you're in a tournament. <laughs> Tee it up. Middle Tee of the fairway. Get on the course and we'll see you guys next week. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.